What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Hello JW podcast. No one's going to know when we upload this episode, but this is our second time attempting to record this because we had a few uh, issues with with internet dropping out and, and that kind of thing. Because uh, I'm currently in Adelaide, and my amazing guest that I have on today, Brody, is on the Gold Coast. Uh, but we're here, man. We finally made it. Welcome to the podcast. I'm going to hand the microphone straight over to you, and I'm going to get you to introduce yourself and yeah, explain to to everybody listening to this who is Brody. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, and uh, yeah, it's the joys of living up in the Gold Coast hinterland. The trees <laughs> covering. We're an ADSL, actually. Funny enough, so we don't have NBN. So this is this is my fault. And um, yeah, Jacob, appreciate your time and patience because I um try didn't try I. Attempted to get on your podcast last year, and then I mucked up time zones, and I'm like, "Oh, do it again!" So <laughs> I should yeah. be um, the time management mentor or something because I don't have it. So I definitely haven't embodied that. Um, <laughs> but no, so people have known me as Brody Wellness Guy. Uh, I'm a mental health mentor. We joked about this before, as yeah, I'm mentoring people through. Who, who it is to be a man and, and how it is to actually feel safe to be a man because, dude, it's been a hell of a journey. It'll still be a journey until I go six feet under, but no one fucking teaches you the stuff that I've uh, been taught by incredible teachers and also just life. So for me, living on purpose is helping other men um, get out of their head and uh, yeah, into their hearts and making better decisions. Beautiful. Love it. And yeah, the the joys of living on the Gold Coast, right? I mean, you're like, ah, oh, damn, there's there's trees covering. I'm like, you live on the Gold Coast. <laughs> like, Perspective. I'm like, yeah, I'm like the Gold Coast hinterland, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that is so cool. So where, I mean, if you don't mind sharing, like where of in course. the Gold Coast hinterland do you live? So lower Beachmont, so um, we've had a fair oh, share of floods yes. and landslides, so 15 minutes True. from Narang. Yeah, beautiful. That. Love that. Yeah, awesome. Because you bought yeah, – I remember seeing you bought your house. Did you, did you buy your house in 2022? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yep. beautiful. When in – because that was – I feel like that's a – actually, what I'm going to start with is I, I would love to hear more on – how Brody came about to be what you just described before. Like, you know, you're you're diving into the men's work and obviously mm-hmm. you've had your own journey and stuff like that. But I would love to hear you yeah, speak on how how did Brody get to where he is today? How did Brody get to yeah, the point where he's now on on this podcast <laughs> about to talk about his journey? <laughs> <laughs> Timeline. Yeah. I think we just done quantum leaps, brother. I love it. Yeah, that's it. <sighs> how do I get here and what am I doing? So for me, it all started in March ooh, 20, 20, March 2020 is when COVID hit and mm. I lost my job. It was through mental health battles and through hours. And yeah, March 2020 was a write-off for me, but it was the biggest ego death. It was the most collective death that I needed because you know we talk about this quote a lot it's just like doing the same thing expecting the same results is insanity right and Mm. for me it was like 
okay, I'm watching TV, I'm not sleeping, I'm, you know, putting myself into heightened situations. And the biggest healing that I did was is to go through those panic attacks, those self, self-harm, the checking myself into mental health. I think it was August uh, 2020. So I started my blog, or backtrack, started my Instagram blog in March 2020. I was like, people are struggling. I could offer, you know, funny videos. I look back in my videos, bro, from <laughs> March 2020. I'm like, fuck, Steph, let me post that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How humbling. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I just wanted to give hope to uh, people going through a variety of things around pre-COVID and after COVID and I caught up with you uh, virtually and get to connect with you this year, which is exciting and just connect with other men in the men's space. And my mission wasn't to create a coaching blog or to go on a current affair and go news mail and go global, like to where I have been. It's, it's quite humbling to have my experiences shared case like this, share cased like this and hmm. i've just realized that anyone can do this anyone that's got a passion and a voice an internet connection that's bigger than 20 me <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah love it love it so yeah man I, I start i've always been a mental health advocate i've always you know I've, I've, I've chatted to you about if people haven't seen i've interviewed jake on my podcast check it out on my instagram and we talked about you know, sometimes our biggest pain is our biggest lesson. And for me, mm-hmm. going through seeing my dad try to take his life and my dad was, you know, sexually assaulted and didn't t- tell anyone for 20 years and my parents divorced mm-hmm. and then I was like, fuck. And then all this stuff as a kid's kind of hitting me now when I'm going through my own marriage and my own life of itself. So I've spent eight years in the community service sector. You know, you might have... Uh, called Lifeline, you might have spoken to me, surprise. Um, <laughs> and, you know, spending my time in mental health hospitals as a recovery, uh, lived experience, mentor. And, uh, yeah, people come in and check themselves in and give them time to put themselves first. And I come in and they're like, who the fuck are you? You don't fucking know me. Mm. You wouldn't know what it's like to kill yourself. I'm like, actually, I do. And then, man, I get mm. the best results when uh, – and I speak from my heart and from a, you can get a piece of paper. Cool. I've done that. If you want a piece of paper and you feel confident, that's great. I can give you that. But man, same as you lived experience all the way. hundred mm, percent. Beautiful, man. So, so grateful that we're having this chat. So, so damn excited to chat more and, and really dive deeper on. Yeah. When did we do that? Instagram live. Was that in 2020? Uh, nah, it couldn't have been. I reckon it was 2021. Yeah, 2021. 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, even even then, you sound completely different to to now. Uh, and I mean, I don't know if anyone's ever told you that, but I find that voice and language is a huge indicator of someone going through change because you know it's literally how we express, right? It's our most expressive form of. Of, of expression of communication is our is our voice followed very closely by like our body even more mm. so maybe our body our body more so than, than our voice but yeah you sound really different and to hear i heard you you said about you know being admitting yourself to 
mental health hospital or admitting yourself to hospital or something like that, I would love to hear mm-hmm. you elaborate on that. So I feel like there's a lot of my listeners, especially would probably love to hear more about that because my, you know, I've spoken on my journey and all of that and I don't want to get into it too quickly, but my mm-hmm. journey through going into hospital after a mental health episode, after my attempted suicide was, I feel, and I can already tell it's probably going to be quite different to yours, which, which I'm really keen to hear about. So yeah, I'd love to hear you elaborate on that. Yeah, definitely, brother. Thank you. So I knew that I was struggling and I went to the doctors and the doctors gave me the tick and flick. And look, I want firstly and foremostly a light health specialist. They're fantastic. The the doctors, the psychologists, psychiatrists, and a lot of people do give them a hard name. I do as well for good reason, but also Mm. there's got a place. So for me, I can look back at my timeline of a few years back and go, cool, I was on medication to support my moods, to figure out what's coming up. Um, And then in the evening I was on medication. So I was on daytime medication, nighttime medications, and I was having panic attacks, uh, suicidal thoughts. I was having psychosis. They put me on the wrong medication, brother. They, um, it's interesting with diagnosis and labels. So for me, I had this massive, uh, episode where I just locked myself in the room and I was hearing voices and to my own detriment, I took my off epilim. Epilim, if people don't know from medical sense, it's people with seizures and also people with diagnosed borderline personality disorder. Not that I have either of those anyway. So the doctors just gave it to me because I had symptoms of things and they gave it to me. And I realized that uh, I was unwell and I said to Steph, I said, call the ambulance and I kind of blacked out. I remember I was in Brisbane. I remember I was in the shower. And, uh, yeah, I just I heard the police on the phone and said to Steph, my wife at the time, is he violent? And I was like, what the fuck? I just come here and help me because, you know, I was hearing voices. I was, I was unwell. Like I was off a variety of heavy uh medication uh and mm-hmm. the ambulance were like well we can't come if he hasn't done anything and it's funny bro thank you for letting me share this with you because i don't share it much um but just reflecting of how unwell i was at the time because the body keeps the score right our emotions are in our body until we express yeah. it and uh as you know i've done a lot of work to change that so thanks for seeing me in that and, uh, yeah, I just got the razor blade and I just, yeah, I, I, I cut myself pretty badly and I woke up, uh, on a couch with three psychiatrists just writing notes and that's all I can remember. So I think for me, the biggest thing for me was if I didn't cut myself, I don't think I'd be able to go to hospital because I wasn't, uh, unwell, if that makes sense. So it was voluntarily mm. and the people in the, uh, Queensland, um, different systems as well. And I was the most active person in the hospital, man. I, I was, I was still blogging. That's how well I was. I was so in and out. I'm like, I'm going to tell people and stuff and all my friends are like, Brody, just fucking get better. But people are out there. They need help. And they go, look in the fucking mirror. I'm like, all right. So bro, I was, I was on some really heavy medications. And unfortunately, has everyone done a detox and any drugs they can understand and resonate with me in their own story. Mm, Um, And the biggest thing, bro, 
the wake up call was my little brother. He he's not so little anymore. <laughs> Tears of happiness coming down uh, because he saw me and he's seen me as such inspiration. And for me, being that unwell, and he came in to visit me, and it just broke me, man. It just fuck, just you know, I'm his big brother. Um, not like I got two other brothers, but you know, I spent a lot of my time like being with him as we moved a lot of houses. Um, when my parents divorced, mm-hmm. I was pretty much his father because, you know, parents divorced and things. So yeah, seeing him come in the corridor and then seeing my wife and everyone was just checking up on me and my wife was at home paying the rent, looking after everything. And I was like, holy fuck, like for a person that's worked in mental health hospitals and spent his whole life sharpening his sword, being in this trade, he's in a hospital bed and to be honest, my experience with mental health ward was very uh, a positive one. It was scary mm. for the first few nights. I stayed seven, eight nights, and then they gave me. So, if anyone's not been, they obviously check your safety, and you have to go through um, a lot of paperwork. Queensland government, uh, anyone working Queensland government, you can laugh at that. Um, and <laughs> and uh, yeah, they they see me safe, and then. Steph took me home and the rest is history, man. And I'm so proud that I went there because I'm not sure what would have happened if I didn't get that help at that current time. Mm, yeah, of course. And uh, what, what was your, I thank you so much for sharing that, man. I feel like so many people <laughs> listening to that will, yeah, it maybe resonate or just be amazed that, that you're able to get through that or whatever it is. But yeah, thank you, man. And I would love to hear, you know, the steps you took when you got home. Cause you know, I feel like that's quite a, a tough thing to go through that whole experience and then to come home and, you know, like you would know, like integrate mm. in the home environment. Like what was that like? Mm. Pleasure, pleasure's all mine, brother. Um, my, my, my intention of this podcast is to add so much value, so I love doing and sharing this. And uh, perfect question. I don't think it actually gets chatted enough. We talk about integration after personal development. But what about your own life after coming back from attempting your life? So mm. for me, it was to remove myself from the social media. So if people knew I was selling Juice Plus, I was network marketing, there was a lot of pressure. Um, that I put on myself trying to make income. So when I got home, it was literally slow for seven days because I was, I was still weaning off all those medications the doctors gave me while I was in hospital too. So I remember there was a point where it's interesting for me reflecting now and looking back at this with like happiness because I've cleared it up in my conscious and subconscious. Now it's like, would I have done something different? No. And what I did was I started doing breath work. That's when I really got into breath work and the Wim Hof YouTube videos. I had a lot of time up my sleeve, really understanding the breath mm. instead of just <laughs> like I'm running three jobs. I've got a business, haven't posted. And Steph's like, just come back to your breath. I'm like, ah, that's, that's right. <laughs> um, journaling, gratitude. So three things I love and um i share tonight is things i'm proud of things i'll let go of and things i'll focus on 
and those three things have impacted me from March 2020 to to January 2023. So just focusing on everyone's asking. I had lots of people ask me, going, "How was it?" or "Are you better now?" And look, my favorite quote was from my mentor. She said, "People are doing the best they can with the resources that they have," and uh, it's true for me. It might not be for others, but for me, it's like my mum just wanted her son to be better and she's getting mm. told, oh, your son trying to take his life, is everything okay? And I could only imagine I'm not a parent yet, bro. Um, but, you know, having that thing attached is like, fuck, like I I can feel sorry and give compassion to my mum and, and my brothers and, you know, everyone knew what was going on and I just wanted to be left alone just for a little while because um, I live quite a public life, um, which is also my choice as well. But it, it really showed me where I was going in life and where I was definitely needing to change. So breath work, meditation, gratitude, and then, yeah, I got into the fitness um, regime. I started up Anytime Fitness um, in Brisbane. And then, yeah, I just... Small by small, bit by bit, course by course, I just got stronger. I got healthier, and yeah, man, I'm the strongest I've fucking been. I'm, I'm, it's, it's unbelievable the amount of growth I've had since March 2020, and I had to go through that to um to come out the other side. Yeah, of course, beautiful man. Love all of that. And I would, what do you feel like has been? You know, you said that you know, journaling was was quite a big thing for you, and uh, practicing the gratitude, like the three things you're grateful for, and, mm-hmm. and and everything like that. Like, what do you feel has been the main themes for you over the last few years since since 2020? Like, you know, the, the I suppose like the principles you've gone back to that have really mm-hmm. kept you on purpose. Yeah. So what what really stands out for me is is doing men's work. So I've done two rites of passage, a hero's journey. Um, really like someone yelling in your face going, who the fuck are you and what are you doing here? Um, all part of the initiation. And I felt like it was like, if anyone's watched SAS, I can't share too much because of confidentiality, but if anyone's watched SAS, it's kind of like that on steroids, but with men just want the best for you. And it was either fucking cry and be a victim like in the past that I did or face your fears know the fear and be the fear anyway. And it really, what I took in from those two years to be the best person, it was like looking at my marriage, looking at my friendships, looking at my jobs. And, you know, yes, self-development has helped everything. Self, right? Self-love, self-worth, self-development, all starts with self. And yeah, going to sit in men's circle every week for a year with integrated men and integrating men and, being called out of your bullshit uh, has definitely mm-hmm. helped. Um, like I'm talking deep processes, like deep uh, DMT breath work, seeing my ancestors. Um, I've done a lot of breath work where I literally thought I shat myself um, <laughs> after one <laughs> breath work for 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a, <sighs> and I was just like, man, I'm going to pass out. And then I found pure bliss. <laughs> and that was the little kid Brody yeah. and just, if, I don't know if you can hear in my microphone or my headset, but I just, I put my hand on my heart and I tap it twice 
and I go, hey, Brody, I love you, man. I love you. And I, I do that religiously now. I've got my little boy um, when I was probably five years old in the beach playing the sand while I'm brushing my teeth. I look it up in the mirror and I just go, hey, I'm fucking proud of you. And just doing that shadow work and the, the mirror work of self-love and, yeah, I just – I think there's a missing link that I haven't mentioned and it's actually me speaking. It's healing brother. I speaking to you and Jacob and all the other men that I've connected with, um, sharing my story on a, on a global thing and just not worrying about, Oh, who's going to hear this or I'm going to sell or I'm going to be this just literally come from a place of being selfless. I think that's, what's really helped me of being, if anyone can do it and people have inboxed me saying, hey, I'm on this medication, what do I do? I jump on a Zoom with them free of charge and I just give them the right guidance and support the best I can. And mm. that's what lights my lights my soul up, brother. Like just helping men know that they can be safe because in the past I wasn't a safe man. Um I really wasn't. I wasn't safe with myself. I wasn't safe with women. I wasn't safe with other men. I hated men, brother. Like three years ago, if someone came in and said, give me hugs and we go on adventures and wilderness adventures, I'd be like, no fucking way. Get away from me. Mm. Um, because I was abused by men. So why would I want to be around men until I heal that up with myself? I can now be safe with men as well. So, um, Beautiful. Mm, that's something I'm super what do proud you, of. Yeah. Oh, fucking 100% man. And I, I would love to hear, yeah, like obviously personal experience, but also as a, as a greater collective for men, like what do you feel makes a man feel unsafe around other men? Mm. Yeah. So what I, comes to me personally is, when I said I was feeling not safe with men, like I went to a boys' school and I was like, I, I'm not the tallest person, I'm not the strongest person. You know, we talk about the men's work and the deep work. It's just like when you strip down and just see the fucking man as the soul and that's him, it's like there's nothing to be afraid of. He's not going to hurt you. Um, mm. And what I know to be true is if... I don't have a good job and if I'm not stable, if I'm, if I can't fight, if I can't do X, Y, Z, um, I'm not a safe man. I'm not a, like if someone comes and robs their house, you know, now I would, I've, I've unlocked the warrior fucking, <laughs> now I have, but in the past I was like, yeah, I, I was always with men. I was always have to overcompensate with like uh, buying them gifts or taking them to footy games or, or just feeling I think the piece was, and I did a lot of work on this for the last few years, is like not worthy. I'm not worthy of another man giving me uh, friendship. And it's like, what is he doing? Mm. What's his intention? Because, bro, a lot of men have let me down. They've left me. I really didn't have a lot of positive role models in my life. So um, I saw a lot of pain and trauma. So it's like what you see is what you get in you know, law of attraction, right? What you see with mm. men, it's like until you want to do the work and change, then yeah, what I saw as men is quite um, not a healthy masculine. 
Mm, yeah. And what was your, I'd love to hear your introduction to, yeah, like the contrast of that. Because now, yeah, now with everything you talk about, with the space you're in, the events you've gone through, the work you're doing, like all of that, it's like you must have seen the contrast to get into this work, right? Like you must have seen the, the <laughs> divine, the, the healthy masculine man. Like what was your first experience of that? And I guess that really like uh, an, uh, an addition to that question is, yeah, how did you get into this work? Like what was your stepping off point, I guess, to, to really take the leap into this work too? Mm. Yeah, 100%. And I know we said we're going to do realness and realness and like my conscience is like, say it, don't say it, say it, don't say it. Um, but yeah, I, like people people judge all the time. It's how we make judge of a character um, in a good way. So for me, what was the biggest thing that I needed to change was um, mm, I feel some, uh, feel some, re- not what's the word? I feel... I feel guilt and shame coming through my body right now, even about to share this. But um, it's in the past and it's who I was and it's why I got into this work. So um, a few years back, I I cheated on Steph. Um, I laid my hands on my wife. um, And as a man, I saw that um, from my father. Uh, So for me people can say it's a learned behavior uh and yeah seeing that was the biggest wake-up call was like yeah Mm. this is this is not good uh and when men hurt women or men hurt men or women hurt women it's they're suffering inside and uh I, i see quotes all the time they're like when you hit a woman you're no longer a man you see those quotes and uh Steph and I's relationship was on the on the brink. You know, I was just very unsafe, very violent, very erratic. Uh, really wasn't safe in my body with with love, with 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 anger. I was such an anger angry person. And then mm. um, the contrast of that of like I don't want to be like I love my dad and I do. Um, he's got an amazing story, but it's like. I saw that and then I was uh, beaten up by a few of my stepdads in my mum's past partners and it's like, this is normal. And, uh, you know, it's, and this is what I, my mantra <clears throat> is no man gets left behind because we've all got a past. And, you know, even though like, I've, I feel like I've got razor blades in my throat right now, expressing this to you is like, I don't, I, I need to care what Brody thinks. There's a lot of men that are going to say, oh, you're a fucking cunt, you're a fuckhead, why would you lay hands a woman? But, like, you've got to understand where I was in that point of my life and it's not me anymore. And for me, I needed to change quickly. And, you know, I had a fair brunt of men's work when I shared that with, you know, 90 men in a circle. I thought I was going to get fucking killed, brother. I, I was. Mm. So... I had to own my shit. I had to own everything and leave it at the place because I needed to not just have a healthy marriage or relationship with anybody or job it was to be safe with Brody. And the contrast of sitting in a circle every week and, you know, I've had a lot of triggers and process work that people have said, you know, you call yourself this, you call yourself that, but you laid your hands on, on a woman. And I'm like, yeah, that's, 
and that is my past and you know i own that i don't you know if i took if i had a, my time back i definitely wouldn't have done that and also i know that it shaped me who i am so um yeah there's always pieces bro that men hide um and not share and you know you know me with my life on instagram i don't miss too much um but that bit i don't really share because of steph's family and personal things but um you know that they're aware now and um yeah i don't need to hide anymore because once men express who they are and what they've been through and where they're going that's when they can let go of the shame uh, chains and shackles mm. absolutely so, man absolutely beautiful yeah. thank you thank you <sighs> so much for sharing yeah good <laughs> take a big breath good man <sighs> Yeah, it's a big share, man. And like, yeah, some some men might go, oh, yeah, you're no longer a man if you if you lay your hands on a woman. And of course, like, yeah, I'm, you know, I, I'm the same. I'm not an advocate of it, of course. But it's like, if, if you're learning from that and, and you're doing the embodiment pieces from that and you're integrating it all and you're seriously moving forward, it's like, well, what else can you do? Mm. right it's like you, you're doing it all you're doing all the things and yeah. if there's still people sitting there going like oh but you know they're still seeing you as the version of of you at that point in time mm-hmm. yeah it's like why are they holding on to that then yeah you know, like why why do they keep holding on to that like support you in your movement support you in in what you're doing now and your learnings and your embodiment and then it's like well, if there's a man who has laid his hands on a woman and he's like, no, 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 I'm moving past it and I'm learning and he learns about it, then he does it again. He's like, no, 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 I'm learning about it. I'm going to move past it. And he does it again. It's like, okay, come on. Mm. That's that's when you start to get concerned. Yeah, 100%. And like I've I felt like a fraud, bro. Um, I felt like a massive fraud when I was working in domestic violence and sexual assault uh, called Love Bites. Um, and, you know, and this is what I'm so passionate about, helping men friends family you know they talk about when i was in disability i just got out of it in the industry you know i talk about they go oh i'm texting my woman 70 times and i said that's actually emotional abuse they're like, no it's not i'm like yes it is <laughs> and you know it, it, like if we can just chat about the best fairly violence because it doesn't get much of a limelight men get it too i've been through emotional abuse from a woman i've been through financial abuse from a woman um, physically, um, I've been abused and people go, Oh no. And this is, this is what I hear, man. This is what I'm speaking from other people's, uh, experiences. And this is why I want to get it. Cause I got, a, you got an incredible career, incredible platform, incredible podcast. I want to share this because men will listen to this, but like men, if a woman takes advantage of you when you're passed out, like, I don't think that's funny. I don't think that's sexy. It's like, Oh, it's still sex, man. It's still great. Like we'll stop fucking laughing about it. Like men actually have shame around this. I sit with people daily talking about their flashbacks of trauma of sexual abuse from their partner. And, you know, monkey see, monkey do. Yes, it takes a time to take responsibility, but yeah, yes, I've done X, Y, Z, what I've just shared on my podcast, shared on your podcast, but also that I've been through it myself as well. So um, I can see both hands um, of that as well. Hmm. Of course. What do you feel... If there is a man out there listening to this who who may have experienced anything that you that you've spoken on 
in this in this podcast what, what would you recommend as as yeah the steps to to help them move through it what's what's the steps that they need to take to to move themselves through that sort of stuff mm. firstly i'd give them a hug <laughs> i'd just give them a hug and say hey brother like you're safe and there's so many things coming to my head it's a lot of wisdom it's a lot of learnings but also like i'm just thinking if a person's sitting right next to me right now and hearing what i've said about all the things domestic violence and sexual assault and suicide ideation and try to tempt your life <clears throat> i would say i see you're hurting and i just want to listen to you because what i know to be true being a crisis counselor being on the suicide prevention lines being on domestic violence sexual assault lines, shelters, all the things. Men and also women or whatever gender you identify as, I purely know this to be true, is they just want to be listened to. They don't want to do a 12-month course. They don't want to do X, Y, Z. They just want to be listened to. And they just want someone mm. to, just to start off with, brother, like this is the main thing, is just being acknowledged of hey, you're not alone. Because what I know to be true is when someone comes in with a problem, and if, say if I said, hey, Jacob, I'd done this two years ago, even if I didn't share this on your podcast, say if I share this with you, I'm like, it's eating me up. And if you said, yeah, me too, you're taking away my story. And so many men mm -hmm. and women don't know this. They just go, but I'm helping. But I just want to break that myth. So if, if someone's sitting next to me and he's like, fuck, what's the next step? This next step person reaches out to xyz and he has not told anyone about this sexual abuse right anyone and he tells you and then you go no nah, that didn't happen or xyz he's going to take a long time to get back and share again so biggest thing is trusting who to disclose what's going on for you um that could be journaling that could be a private confidential crisis lines um and knowing that you're not your behaviors. I think that's the biggest thing mm. that I've learned in when I did my NLP practitioner training in March last year. Um, I had to face everything and not run as much as I tried to run. Um, yeah, people are not their behaviors. And, you know, people got triggered a lot going, but I was raped. But, uh, you know, pedophiles need to be this. And it's like people didn't come out of the womb as racists or murderers or people that punch women or people that post too much on TikTok, they learn things. And if people don't integrate or people don't get that support, then yeah, it takes time. But with your work, brother, I know you can share or this on another level is like, until men are ready to face what's really keeping them back, then we can only love them and support them in their own journey. Because if we want them, if we want their success as much as, like if I want their success as much as theirs, then it's there's no point because I've got too much mm. of an interest in them. They need to do the work on their own and that's what I've learned is I've had mentors and coaches going, oh, you could do this or you could do that. So there's no magic pill. Um, trust me, I've spent $35,000 trying to find that magic pill um, and I'm grateful for all of it. It's made me... Uh, speak my truth when my voice shakes it, it 
it makes me be a safe man around women and around men now. And what I know to be true is men, we need to find your passion and purpose. Let's start with that. You know, there's great books, Way to the Superior Man. That's a really great book if you're new to mm, masculine and feminine. Um, and just following like-minded men that are just good uh, good human beings. Like if you need to find a circle, there's circles all over the place, virtually and online. So virtually online, same thing. Virtually and face-to-face. Um, <laughs> so I think the first thing is coming back to hey, it's done, what you've done is done or what you've been experiencing experience. And the more you let yourself like, you know when men swallow, like they go, they're, they're swallowing their shame, they're swallowing their guilt. This is why men have thyroid and prostate is because we don't talk about this stuff. We take it to the grave or your cancer mm. takes you before you fucking talk about your problems. So... Mm-hmm. don't swallow it talk to someone that you can trust and then whatever steps is perfect for you but just knowing that it's okay because even me guys like i share my story daily for three and a half years and just speaking to brother jacob and i'm like fuck in my head my unconscious is like oh my god i've just said that i've hit my woman what will jacob think of me what will these podcasts think of me what will people think of me now and it's like until you just drop everything and just be a human soul having a human experience the rest gets easier i promise you that i've been you know called bullied for years and years of my life and you know i actually give compassion now to the bullies that beat me up and assaulted me and all the things i actually can give you compassion because they were hurting as well so yeah man fuck yeah thank you man man i'm I'm so appreciative that I did a podcast this way because it's kind of nice to just sit back and, and let you talk, to be honest. Like it's it's so incredible to hear another bloke talk about his his journey, his learnings, like yeah, the way that you're the way that you're supporting other men in, in their stuff. It's it's really awesome to hear. And I'd love to hear what you're doing now. Like, you know, we've, you know, obviously we've spoken a lot about your journey, your story, the things that have gone on, your learnings and, and everything like that. Like what's, what's happening in your world currently? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I recently just started a new sales role, which I'm really excited about. So that could map that across to building my confidence back on social media and selling from a place of uh, just love and support and not rushing. So for me, um, you've seen me on Instagram, some of you guys, and I know you have brother. Um, I run monthly uh, like in-person events. So I do a lot of nature walks, uh, breath work, sound healing, hypnotherapy, vision boards. So I do like, yeah, I try to, I do once a month events. So I do 12 events and I've just started creating a fortnightly men's circle, which I'm pumped. I got out of my way and uh, just made it happen. So that's exciting to have these conversations on a deeper level. So um, the first session's in Hell yeah. Thursday, Wednesday, Wednesday the 11th. So that's the first one. And then that will be fortnightly afterwards. So that's what I'm really focused on, bro. Like once a fortnight, just be congruent, show up. If there's one man, there's two men, there's no men. 
just keep showing up because this advice, if anyone's a coach or anyone that cares for humans, imagine you gave up. Just imagine. You close mm-hmm. your eyes or you can think. Just imagine that this podcast is not here anymore. Your Instagram's not here anymore. Your coaching website's not here anymore. And we both know you offer so much. And then this little kid, he's 14 years old. He wants to learn about men's work. But both Jacob and I, we closed up. We closed up the website, the podcast, all the things. We moved on. Not because we didn't like it. It's because we let our fears did not want to do it anymore because we let our fears said this is too hard and we're not successful and this is the problem now men that there's a little 14 year old boy needing men and uh it could be jacob and i that gave up or it could be you i might be speaking to you directly but your headphones in you're going oh fuck and you did not give up if you change director in your life but you if we call this if you gave up but you know there's this little 14 year old boy that's wanting your support and he's like i want to be supported by jacob i want to be supported by brody his events are no longer there because we let fear come in the way so this was a little trance little meditation track i shared with you right now because men or women if you've got something to give keep going because I know there's so many men out there that are looking up to us and just because you're not getting the results you think you might need to be successful, there's still people watching your stories scared to reach out. So I just went with it. I don't know if I went where I went with that, but um, I thought it was good. <laughs> and um, Yeah, that's all good. Of course, man. Yeah, I just, I just feel like I've nearly gave up on my life and – I just remember that little boy needing support. And this is what I normally offer um, when I do offerings and when I do my courses and programs. I'm like, okay, let's – I don't like the word dumbing down, but let's let's do it – let's do a course that when I was sick three years ago, unwell three years ago, someone would be able to do this course without it triggering them or bringing stuff up too much, if that mm. makes sense. So mm. for me – I've stopped doing breakthroughs and group programs for me. It's just uh, the one-off co-collaborations. Um, got one on the Gold Coast next month. It's a manifestation vision board hypnotherapy uh, with a hypnotherapist, which is really exciting. And then focusing on my men's circle. So for me, brother, I've had a lot of fingers in my pie, fingers in different pies, and um, I'm just really coming back to men's work, and I've been excited to be part of the support, the support facilitation team at Gathering of Men, um, doing a lot of men's work, lots of rites of passage, and I'm just here to share from my heart and know that, look, it's okay, men, if you've been through X, Y, Z, but it's not your final destination. And when men actually share that, you know, I've seen 60-year-old men cry for not telling someone for 30 years about something, so... If you get anything out of what I've said today is fucking share it. Who gives a fuck what job title you have or who's going to hear it? It will land for someone and someone might be really, really struggling and they've heard this conversation. So I'm the reason why I went through what I went through is because I needed to share this, not just tonight, but for the rest of my life.
Beautiful, man. Appreciate it so much. And where where can people find you? Where can people see your stuff, watch your story, get in contact with you? Thanks, brother. Yeah, so my playground is Instagram. So Brody.wellnessguy. And um, yeah, feel free to reach out. All my t- uh, highlights on my Instagram, I've got like global helplines. Um, so if anyone's all around the world, it's actually got 24-7 crisis lines as well. So just thought I'd mention that. Um, and you can check funny videos of where I was three years ago. So if you just want to have a chat, I'm so well connected on the Gold Coast and um, I'm just here to serve. And if you are really just wanting a chat, there's so much support out there. I know Jacob's got bucket loads of it. He's a great coach. So just reach out. And the first thing is if you don't know where to go, is first come back to your breath. That's the most important and two is just reach out to one person, just one person and let it out. Because what I find is when I was giving all my stories out right to everybody, I was like, oh, I'm going through this, I'm going through this, and I had all these different opinions and values, and when I wasn't really strong in my my values and beliefs, I, I, I was just a mess. I was like, but John, but Mel, but Dick and Harry, so – just make sure that you don't overwhelm yourself and just ask for someone. And and also, like, ask people that they've been through. Like, if people are on the other side of suicide, like Jacob and I, like, fuck, reach out to us. Like, you're literally just getting people from lived experience. So, um, look, having a degree is great, but also that I've been suicidal and the doctors and they've had to look through pages to what to say to me. So... Yeah, it's kind of worrying, men, that you've got to wait six to eight weeks to talk to someone so you can reach out to Jacob and I and we'll probably reply in the next 24 hours. So, yeah, that's just my peace offering. No Men Left Behind is my mission in Australia free of suicide. Beautiful, man. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you so much for jumping on, man. I really do appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Like I said, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll actually drop brody's uh brody's details in the show notes below so i'll drop his instagram uh down there so that you guys have have access to that and like he said if if you guys are struggling out there or you need support or even just uh, an ear feel free to reach out to to one of us or both of us we we're happy to offer that support and like brody said there is a bit of a wait for for some services and yeah we uh we'll generally reply within 24 hours so if you're out there just know that you're not alone always reach out to one of us uh and brody thank you so much for jumping on today brother really appreciate it i appreciate you too brother and just remember everybody be kind to your mind and if my story has impacted or inspired you just remember that you're worthy of it too